Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Locked On Flames. Thank you so much for making Locked On Flames your first listen of the day. I'm your host, Jess Belmosto, and we have a lot of things to talk about and play catch up on. So let's skip the small talk and get right into it. But first, please make sure that you are subscribed to Locked On Flames wherever you get your podcasts, and of course, wherever. You watch your YouTube videos, which would, have, would only be in one place. So let's get into it. Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so you guys know that the regular season is, like, next week. It is right around the corner, and I cannot believe it. It is finally here. I feel like the off season was kind of boom, boom, boom. You know, I feel like there was a lull for a little bit, but then once the dominoes started falling for the flames, everything started uh, going pretty well. Um, but, of course... We need to talk about this preseason uh, disaster on Monday night because it would be irresponsible for us to not air our grievances. You know what I'm saying? So (laughs) I don't really know where to start other than with the positive because we're not here to dwell on the negative. As much as, you know, this team can frustrate us, we do need to highlight the positives. And of course, let's start with the fact that the top line... Johnny, Lindholm, and Kachuk were responsible for all three goals of the game. And that, my friends, is why you keep that line together. They are clearly successful. They have the chemistry. They have the playmaking skills. Why would you separate them? Why? So I hope that we need to uh, address that as little as possible heading into the regular season and throughout the regular season. Of course, I get it. We shuffle things around here and there, but let's try to keep things as consistent as possible. And Markstrom looked great. He had 31 saves on the night. Um, Defense was a little hard to watch. I'm not going to lie. Shillington looked looked good out there. I mean, he was paired with Zadorov, who is, um, well, I think we've all established our thoughts on that. Uh, Just kind of some extra dead weight out there, and I'm not entirely sure why they went after him uh, after losing Mark Giordano. (laughs) Um, I I don't really know what they thought that they were getting there. I don't. It was very confusing for that to be your uh, follow-up move. No one is moving the puck like Gio. Not even close. But uh, I thought that Noah Hannafin looked fine. He had he was back out there after it was his preseason debut, which was good to see. But um, we do need to talk about the obvious elephant in the room, and that was the Flames allowing a uh, blowing a three goal lead. And I don't know what that was. Do they think that they are the Toronto Maple Leafs because they were doing their best Toronto Maple Leafs impression out there? Um. I don't know what happened. It was like once they allowed one goal, it just kind of all went downhill. 
rather rapidly and kind of frustrating to watch. Um, I wasn't watching the game. I was at work and then I was at home and watching on my phone. But, um, you know, I just (laughs) – it was – I felt very comfortable with that three-goal lead. And then just that late game collapse, it just went So I I don't really know – what to do there. I'm not a hockey coach, but I do know that there are a lot of things that they can do to avoid that. Uh, You just need to play better defense, okay? Like, it literally comes back to fundamentals, and I don't want to have to yell about fundamentals on this podcast all season. I yell, I have yelled about uh, consistency Taking penalties, avoidable penalties, and all that jazz. Goaltending for uh, two seasons prior to this one. Well, I guess technically one if you split up the pause in the shortened season. So I guess this is whatever. I've ho- I've this is now the third flame season I'm hosting, and I would like for us to kind of uh, learn and move on from our mistakes <laughs> because, quite honestly, I don't know how you can't be at this point. Uh, Daryl Sutter is in there and he is not a, um, that's someone who allows things to slide. He holds his team accountable. And I think that we'll see that more and more as this season goes on, especially it's a full season with him. So you never know, but ah, that late, that third period collapse, you guys. I really don't know how how that happens. I don't. And I think back to the team that uh, – what was that? 2020, right before the pause, they were on fire in the third period. You know, if they were losing, you could almost always count for a one or two goal third period. And – I'm not saying, like, fall behind early and just, like, rely on that third period, but just how do you do a 180 like that? Oh, it's because you don't have TJ Brody or Mark Giordano anymore. That's what it is. Uh, But I don't really understand how that can – I mean, I keep saying that. I keep going over and over that, but, like, there needs to be some sort of accountability there. I believe that Zadorov. there aren't many people, like, tracking the stats because it is preseason, so I don't have, like, a specific resource to go to, but I do believe Zadorov was on the ice for two or, th- two or three of those goals. So, um, that's that. Um, it's just a lot. It's a lot. Um, I don't really know what to expect from this team this season other than that's unacceptable I think that we're all in agreement there don't obviously like we're not we're not gonna you know let that slide but uh coming up next we're gonna talk about Connor McDavid's comments and how hypocritical he is and why we need to start holding him to the same standard that we hold everybody else in the league to just because he's like the golden child of the NHL does not mean that his comments can slide and his um, hypocrisy can just, you know, 
slide. But first, <laughs> let me talk to you guys about Shopify. Shopify is a website that is um uh, that's there for you when you it's your shopping place, really. <laughs> it's uh it's a great place. I've bought in from a few brands on there before and it's the sound of another sale on Shopify all in one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Um, obviously, I don't sell things on there, but if you're looking to, if you're an entrepreneur, uh, they give you resources once reserved for big businesses. So startups, upstarts, and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. I think it's a great place uh, to really start you know, selling your merch and things like that, if that's what you're interested in. Uh, reach customers online and across social networks in, with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. Gain insights as you grow with detailed reporting of conversion rates, profits, profit margins, and more. Go to shopify.com slash NHL, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash locked on NHL right now. Shopify.com slash locked on NHL. Fantrax is a free NHL hockey fantasy hockey league manager and it's the most custom customizable easy to use and feature rich platform in the industry this is where a lot of my uh cohorts host their hockey leagues and some are a commissioner and you know sign up for free today and offer and as a special offer for locked on calgary flames fans you'll be entered to win official nhl signed nathan mckinnon i always say nathan mckinney for because Jersey, anyways, Nathan McKinnon, Jersey, simply go to Fantrax, F-A-N-T-R-A-X.com slash locked on and sign up today. Fantrax is the most customizable platform in the industry, offering the greatest fantasy experience for your dynasty keeper, redraft and best ball leagues. If you had leagues on Yahoo or ESPN, migrate to Fantrax for a better experience. Again, sign up for free today and be entered to win an official NHL signed Nathan McKinnon jersey. Simply go to fantrax.com slash locked on and sign up today. That's F-A-N-T-R-A-X dot com slash locked on NHL. Okay, so Connor McDavid <laughs> really he tried it. He he did. Um for those of you who aren't aware, um, Monday night I had to. I again, I have no no concept of time. Um, the Flames played the Oilers on Monday, and I guess Connor McDavid wasn't happy with the officiating. Ah, uh, <laughs> oh boy, um, the play that irked. McDavid happened in the third period as he was cutting toward the top of the net before the game tying goal. Flames defenseman Chris Tanev tripped McDavid up, which caused him to crash into Calgary, okay, into the goaltender, into Markey. And 
obviously, you know, that is dangerous. And I think that he was probably thinking of the time that he screwed up his knee and he was like, I have to do 1,000 hours of rehab and um, all that stuff. Like, you, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like, he probably was in his head, like, thinking, oh, God, I'm going to hurt my knee devastatingly again because he did end his season on that same sort of play back in 2018 2018 2019 season against the flames so like i understand where he's coming from but at the same time let's talk about how johnny gaudreau was slashed so many times in the wrist by duncan keith veteran defenseman who does not believe in science entirely uh duncan keith was slashing Johnny to the point where he was removed from the game for precautionary reasons. Like, how are you going to say the officiating's trash when your own teammate is doing the same thing, like, repeatedly to the point where players are having to be removed from the game? I, I, I don't, I don't get it. And I think about last season when he, I think it was against the Senators, I can't remember, but... He, it might, it honestly might have been against the Flames because I don't know why I would be watching a random Oilers and Sens game. But he threw an elbow at someone, knocked them down, no whistle, no penalty, nothing. And it's just kind of like, you're joking, right? Like, how are you, like, I get it because you're, you're good. You're a good hockey player. Great is even underselling it. But it's just kind of like, if you want these things to be called, don't complain when you get called for them. And any play can be dangerous, regardless of the intent or um, how it ends, like how it starts, how it ends. Like, tripping we've seen it like we've seen it a million times how some of these plays just spiral out of control and then it ends up with players getting seriously hurt and I I I feel for McDavid in the sense that he was probably thinking holy shnikes I'm going barreling in it to the, another Flames goaltender and I'm going to be out for the season because of the same injury that happened before that has to be very scary. It does. Like, I'm, I don't want to minimize that. You guys know that I'm here to validate everyone's feelings. This is like a little therapy session here. But at the same time, you can't acknowledge that without acknowledging the fact that your veteran, your old defenseman is also playing a dangerous game because... Where's the accountability? If you want to cry about officiating, go ahead. <laughs> like, go right ahead. I get it. There are some times where these refs absolutely stink. And there are times when I really wonder how they get their jobs. How they get their jobs. But I'm also not going to sit here and tell you that, oh, well, this player did it, so this is bad. But if a player on my team does it, it's okay. Because... No, it's not, we're not, this isn't some sort of uh, double standard. That's the word I'm looking for, double standard. And, like, if if you're going to play 
hockey, okay, this is probably going to come out a lot worse than I mean it to, but hockey is a dangerous game, okay? You're literally skating on knives, on ice, and you know it's a physical game. So there is an element of risk there. And in law, we call that assumption of risk. So, I mean, Gertie doesn't really, like, play into that. But I just wanted to, I wanted to let y'all know. Um, so, if you know you're going to potentially get hurt on a play, why, like, I, I, I don't, like, it's not, this isn't coming out right, okay? I, I, hockey is a physical game. And I'm not justifying the league denying concussions and injecting Toradol and all this stuff. Like, I'm not, that's not where, where I'm going. But you know that there are going to be times where refs aren't going to call things. Okay? Like, David Krejci literally got uh, cross-checked in the back, like, four times by Matt Barzell. And then, like, <laughs> speared him. Uh, Krejci retaliated with a spear. Um, do your thing, boo, because I'd be irritated too. And the refs called that, but then it was like, there was a reason why that happened. Like, if you want someone to stop, you might have to be physical back. And then you're going to, it's kind of like when you get into a fight with your sibling and your sibling is poking you or like hitting you and like your mom or dad doesn't pay attention. And then, you know, you get one good hit in and then you now you're the one in trouble because you hit them. So, but just stop complaining about something so petty. And, like, I know you wanted the call. I get it. I do. And that was probably really scary. But at the same time, like, this is hockey. It happens. It shouldn't because it's, I mean, technically against the rules. But a ref isn't going to call every single thing, especially in the gosh darn preseason. Again, this is just my opinion. I could I could be entirely wrong. You know, someone could come on here and debate me if they wanted and bury me in this in the sand with their opinions and their facts. But like I that's just I don't think that there's you know, a place for McDavid to be calling this out if he's not even going to acknowledge his own uh teammates dangerous behavior <laughs> so coming up next we are going to talk about robin leonard i know we're a few days late here but uh we do need to talk about that because that is a very heavy topic and i think that it would be good for fans to discuss and before we get into that i do want to talk about built bar you guys know that i love my built bar and i have them right here this is my um, oh my gosh, this is the cookie dough crunch or cookie dough chunk bar. Uh, I have it right on my desk so I can eat them as I go throughout my day. Uh, my busiest days of the week are Tuesdays and Thursdays. So when I'm mowing down um, in class, I get filled up by their high protein and high fiber along with uh, those low sugars. And I can always count on Built Bar to get me through my busiest days. They're great to hold in a desk, in your car, in your purse, in your briefcase, whatever it may be. But uh, make sure to head on over to built.com today and sign up. Don't sign up. I always say, I always say sign up. No, 
Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off of your next order. And they have a variety of flavors and uh, flavors for really everyone. And you can, if you can't decide you're stuck, you can order a variety pack, which it's a, it's a good start. It is definitely a good start if you're not really sure what you're looking for. So head on over to built.com today and use promo code locked on for 15% off of your next purchase. And Bet Online AG is your number one place to start your sports betting. You know, you just just go over there, okay? Bet Online AG has live updates, live props, fun casino games. They have it all for you. And if you are a Calgary Flames fan, you can use promo code Locked On for a fifty percent welcome bonus when you sign up and make your first deposit. So head on over to Bet Online AG today and sign up for your free account, make that first deposit, and of course, use promo code Locked On for a 50% welcome bonus. (sighs) Robin Leonard. This is a heavy situation because this goes much deeper than just his experience. And I can't speak on anyone else's. I can't really even speak for Robin. But I... I can speak to those who are using this mental health blanket to um, discredit his accusations. So over the weekend, Robin Leonard jumped on Twitter and was talking about Jack Eichel and medical autonomy and how the Sabres are really ruining his career. And... I guess. I really don't know how it switched. To be honest, I was working, so I missed most of it. But basically, he started throwing accusations out there that the league does not care and that, you know, he he was he was on um, benzodiazepines, a pill, a medication that is used for um, like sedation, anxiety, uh, Xanax, Ambien. And you can become addicted to those. They were not prescribed by his doctor. They were just given to him, allegedly, by team doctors and potentially coaches. Um, but it it spiraled, I guess, that he accused the Flyers organization of giving Nolan Patrick, who has the migraine condition... Um, I, I think it was Toradol or other pain management medications. And, um, I I don't know how true this is again, but they were very, um, heavy tweets that came with heavy accusations and basically accusing the league of having people in it who are, there to treat the players as objects and robots rather than human beings who want to have a quality of life after or during hockey. Um, People, that's obviously very heavy. And we know that the NHL is going to do some sort of investigation, but they won't even look into the Chicago Blackhawks situation. So, I mean, I don't know. 
I, I don't know. But um, again, it's just it's not fair to discredit Robin's story because he is a recovering addict and he is um, a bipolar patient. And you can't just say that this is all false. He was manic. He was this. You can't speak to his state of mind. Um, <laughs> you you don't know him. You weren't there with him. Uh, throwing out these terms that aren't going to do anyone any good, uh, they're harmful because, you know, Leonard might not see them, but your friends who struggle with mental illnesses will. So, you know, if any of them ever bring up a situation or their feelings or their clearly high, high emotions, um, you know, they're going to see those tweets from you and say, oh, well, I can never like go to them about how this made me feel or how that made me feel because they're just going to say, oh, oh, she's manic. Oh, they're manic. Like, oh, this is they're mentally unstable. Like, that's so disrespectful to even say and to even speculate. Like, I'm not going to sit here and armchair diagnose someone. <laughs> you shouldn't. It's just so messed up. Uh, but I guess the league is going to look into this and figure out some something um we know that um players have suffered from um concussions there was just a player who i don't believe he played in the nhl i believe he played um like in the ahl but he just passed away from covid and his widow gave um like a speech or something saying she didn't recognize him got to the point where he memorized the concussion test answers and he'd go out there and play um i think he was playing for chicago at the time actually so yeah he did spend some time in the nhl um they couldn't get him cleared for his final concussion so he left the game but he became addicted to medications to offset the side effects from other medications he was prescribed so it's a dangerous game um and these players deserve to have a quality of life after they leave the game and obviously like during like during their professional career i have a lot of feelings about the league ignoring science and ignoring how important pain management is and not treating these players like they are robots or some sort of product rather than human beings. But uh might dive into that in my next crossover episode. But thank you all so much for tuning into today's episode of Locked on Flames. I'm your host, Jess Belmosto. You can find me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto. My Twitter handle is on the screen. So thank you all so much for tuning in and I will catch you next time. Bye-bye.